Welcome to On DoD on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jared Serbu. Thanks for tuning in this week. And on the program this time, we're going to dig into what's come to be called the Fix Our Computers problem from the perspective of the Department of the Navy. Anyone who's used a government-owned laptop or desktop anytime in the past couple decades can probably attest to the fact that the user experience isn't always great. Folks sort of take for granted that everything's going to be a little bit slow, and you might plan your morning routine, for example, around just waiting for your computer to boot up. Uh, the, the anecdotal evidence that we've heard around that in some cases is the norm is around 10 minutes, something like that. No kidding. DoD as a whole, though, has decided that that kind of thing shouldn't be the norm anymore. And on the show this time, we're going to talk specifically about what the Navy is doing about it. There's dozens of pilots going on in that area right now. And according to Navy officials, there's been a lot of progress really in just the last few months, especially in the Pentagon itself, where the Navy's done some of its first pilot projects on user experience. Part of what makes this hard, though, is, is there is not just one answer to this big problem. And I think a lot of people assume government computers are mostly just old and slow. And that, that's probably true here and there. But by and large, federal agencies are in a pretty reasonable tech refresh cycle. A, a bigger problem, as folks have dug into this, is it, it turns out all the software, like management and security scanning tools, um, that get loaded onto these machines over time, with no one really in charge of managing what the total loadout should be. And sometimes those tools are duplicative. Sometimes they're actually using computing power to fight against each other. And another issue, and one that's a lot harder to solve quickly, is the bandwidth that's available at individual work sites. Different installations, different bases are using different technology for transport, as the experts call it. And some of that technology, let's just say, goes to way back before anyone thought about things like cloud computing. And that part of the problem is, is going to take longer to fix. But the Navy is actively working and experimenting on both of those areas. And to talk about all this, we are delighted to have with us Justin Finelli, the Department of the Navy's Acting Chief Technology Officer. Justin, thanks very much for doing this. Really appreciate you being with us for an extended period this morning. I, I don't want to dwell too much in the past, but I think it's going to be useful for folks who, who maybe are not frequent IT users in the Department of Defense setting to talk about some of the problems we're trying to solve here. Can, can you just give us a flavor, Justin, for the overall user experience as it was before you started to tackle this problem and, and why this became such a major initiative for, for the Navy this year? Absolutely. So for for those of us in uh, uniform and, uh, and civilians who've been working in and around uh, the DOD, uh, we know that our IT uh, user performance hasn't always been what our, uh, our war fighters need and deserve. Um, and so that's been something that we've been aggressively uh, working on just making better and better and better. So in, in terms of the specific problem, uh, the uh, Deputy Secretary of Defense uh, said, hey, user experience is extremely important to us. And, uh, and uh, there were some folks who had been uh, working on that for some time to come, but that was a, really a call to arms to uh, get after that and to bring some of our best solutions that were uh, bubbling up to the surface, really pulling them up uh, in accelerated fashion there. And, uh, and the secretary and the team there have been extremely supportive since then. And so what we've done is surveyed the land to say, hey, what are the toughest components as we've dug in and deconstructed this problem? And uh, what are the most mature solutions or options for how we can get these to our sailors make the biggest impact. Um, it's, it's really uh, a, a matter of highest impact issues associated with, from a power laws perspective, 
highest impact uh, solutions and how we get those fixed, uh, killed dead and scaled to our users. And you guys have been pretty upfront about the fact that there was really no one immune to this subpar user experience because of their rank. You know, people up to and including the chief of naval operations were having a bad time with, with their computers. So let's talk about some of the work that you did in the Pentagon, which I think was one of your test sites for, for one of your first test sites for for some of these improvements. Talk about what you learned there in these pilots that I think you've been doing over the summer, why you selected the Pentagon in the first place, and 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 what you've learned and what you've improved. Absolutely. So as, as we've learned uh, from uh, many experts over time, we want to start with the problem, not with the solution. Uh, it's faster, uh, it's more cost-effective, and it's more to the point. So First and foremost, we dug in on the actual measures from a bottleneck perspective. We didn't want to guess at that. We didn't want to throw solutions at a problem we didn't fully understand. So we've gone from the network out and the end user device back in to really identify where are the uh, most dastardly and and most difficult and, uh, and most impactful problems. And based on that, we've broken this into uh, a, a deconstructed set of problems to include uh, the uh, bases and the performance at individual sites, as well as the endpoints. And so by breaking this into pilots, and uh, in some cases, even sub-pilots, we've attacked the highest return on investment problems, and we've seen some uh, really surprising successes. Some of that is because we had been working on a, a problem for a while, had a good solution, and we think it's mature enough to scale that and learn while we're doing that scaling. And in some cases, we discovered some new problems and uh, and found that there were a few different groups working on the same problem. We took the best of breed and started scaling that. So specifically at the Pentagon, one of the reasons that we chose there was uh, the Pentagon is uh, is a little bit like uh, Manhattan, uh, New York. If you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. And uh, And we thought this would be a, a hard and a good place to get performance way up on some of these computers. Um, certainly there were um, performance areas for improvement like everywhere, but uh, this is one where it's one of the densest uh, workspaces in the world. And uh, as a result of that, um, it was extremely important, uh, just like some of the frontline um, uh, components, uh, extremely important to improve performance. but. Uh, Again, we thought that was a good place to prove out the scaling. And so uh, the AVD, the uh, Azure Virtual Desktop or uh, Nautilus Virtual Desktop, NVD uh, component uh, scaling is something that we have piloted. And uh, Captain Olone uh, is is one of the leads there, as well as Damon Regan in really making that happen. That's one that um, since Don IT East, we've scaled from about 25,000 to 40,000 users. This is one that the reserves, as well as a number of different key user groups, uh, have been outstanding in providing feedback, and uh, and the feedback is positive, and it continues to get more positive. Um, in terms of other aspects of the Pentagon, um, the base area network, local area network, so band LAN uh, remediation is something that we've dug into. Again, we've dug from the top down and from the bottom up to figure out how we can improve that performance and based on tuning configuration, partnerships, uh, really grinding with uh, with small groups of people from both our organization and others, really some Margaret Mead type stuff. Uh, we've seen uh, improvements 
to the to the point of um, a uh, in some cases five times uh, faster uh, uh, back and forth. Uh, so latency drops that are significant. Uh, in some cases, uh, all the way up to the endpoint, uh, including the network performance where uh, client app performance and boot time have resulted in between five and 10 times improved performance. A couple of quotes we have on that, some things we've heard from folks along those lines have said, um, this is my first time, this is the first time in my military career that my work computer is faster than my home computer. That's a great point of pride. Uh, a couple of the folks who, uh, who had pilot machines said, please, uh, let's scale this and not end it. If I have to switch back from this IT experience to what I had before, uh, they would have to take this computer out of my clutching hands. So uh, people are excited about it. And I think actually the, uh, the energy and uh, excitement uh, has been something that has really led folks both from the uh, senior levels and uh, the action officer levels to, to push further, uh, to iterate harder. And, uh, and to make more progress than we even had planned. So there are uh, several cases where we're operating um, ahead of schedule. I, I want to go back to your problem identification stage here. As, as you looked at all this, what did it turn out was causing those, for example, extremely long boot times? I think it was no kidding, 10 minutes to boot a computer in the Pentagon when you, when you started all this. How did things get to that point, and what did you learn about what the root causes of that were? Sure. Uh, in some cases, um, it's the hardware itself, and so uh, refreshes have helped, but uh, in more cases, that's the software and, uh, and kind of the sprawl of software and, and not necessarily one owner on top of there. And so uh, we've worked on this new operating system baseline, and in fact, this is one case where um, there may be more art than science there. And so we had three different groups. They, um, two outside of the Navy, Department of Navy, uh, and one inside of the Navy. And we shark tanked uh, whose image of the operating system was highest performance. And so uh, we merged that, we uh, took that into flank speed, uh, put those on flank speed managed devices, and uh, and that was the winner. And that was one where um, we're regularly seeing over 18x improvement on boot times. So we've had E3s and admirals alike say, wow, we'll just get very short emails with this is much, much better. Um, and uh, and that's something that we want to scale to everyone as soon as possible. Uh, so that's the software, the hardware side. And then at times there's the network dependency, which comes back to the ban land remediation and then some of the rewiring efforts that we're doing at other bases. The accretion of all that software that had been slowing things down, I, I mean, presumably there were reasons for all of these things to be added to images over time. I assume a lot of it was security related. Talk a bit about what you're doing to make sure that as you streamline these images, you're not taking away some of that critical security protection. Absolutely. In general, the uh, the piling on of, uh, of different solutions um, in a hurry have oftentimes led to overlap. And we've seen that both in the uh, security performance as well as the, um, the overall performance of the computer. Uh, one of the things that has been a guiding light there and very helpful is the Zero Trust Portfolio Management Office came out with uh, these Zero Trust activities. And so there are 91 threshold activities and that's a baseline uh, and an organizing construct, a framework really um, to say uh, here are places that we might be covered. 
uh, here are places that we aren't. And that was a basis for some of the NSA red teams and for the department, the uh, DOT&E uh, to come in and do these evaluations where um, we are improving through subtraction. So uh, this is what we're seeing in a lot of cases is, hey, this is provably more secure without as many duplicative applications on top. Uh, I, I teach a cybersecurity class and uh, in, at the graduate school level, and uh, and we often talk about more security applications does not necessarily make you more secure. More security makes you more secure, but not necessarily just piling apps upon each other. So we're, I, I think we're approaching that uh, in a uh, in a more introspective way, uh, and then uh, pulling in friends, and then obviously always validating that. Uh, what kind of metrics did you gather from the Pentagon? We talked about 10-minute boot times before. Where are you now? What have you learned? What's what's actually improved there? So I'll tell you, uh, the folks who have volunteered for uh, this pilot have uh, been rewarded pretty richly. So um, I'd say uh, the median boot time um, within the pilot has been 30 seconds or less time to productivity. Um, so that includes boot and launch of the primary app, ready to go, ready to work. Uh, the reduction in that friction uh, really uh, puts a fire under the productivity and morale of, uh, of those using it. So uh, that's one measure. Latency numbers are um, 4x improved uh, in terms of the actual client app performance uh, of the top three applications that folks are using. Uh, net promoter score is up significantly, um, and that's something that we weren't um, doing before, uh, other than a baseline that started uh, right around Don IT East, uh, but we can show the difference even since then. Um, uh, additionally, there are some aspects of the onboarding and uh, and time to actually get the computer uh, with your credentials and with the hardware itself that have gone down drastically. And so we're seeing that that's about 20 times better um, throughout both the Pentagon and then the other sites that have since followed on since March. Talking with Justin Finelli, the acting Department of the Navy Chief Technology Officer. We'll come back and talk more about the efforts the Navy's making to improve user experience and more about those metrics in just a minute. This is On DoD on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Jared Surveyor. Back on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This is on DOD. I'm Jared Serbu. And on the show this week, we're talking with Justin Finelli, the acting chief technology officer for the Department of the Navy, about some of the efforts the Navy's making to improve user experience and improve connectivity at the last mile uh, at, at military bases around the world. And Justin, let's go back to some of those metrics that you were talking about in, in terms of what you've been able to show in these pilots so far, because I think it's important to point out that that these are not guesses. You you actually know because you're actively monitoring the user experience on, on a lot of these endpoints, so you can see what the boot times really are. Maybe talk a bit about how important that proactive monitoring and data gathering has been to this overall improvement effort. Everyone we work with believes that data-driven decisions are the way to move out. Um, They're ultimately dependent on the data that you have. And so we've had uh, a strong push, specifically in the last four to six months, but even before that, we know we had started, we had piloted this, but uh, the scaling on our um, network to endpoint uh, performance measurement uh, is something that we have uh, exactly 100 x uh, in terms of uh, how many endpoints that we're monitoring. So we were down below 
uh, a quarter of a percent. Now we're over 6% for sampling uh, to know how each desktop at each site, at each echelon, at each system command is performing. And that gives us proactive insights moving out of the reactive, we only have enough to troubleshoot into now we know who's going to call before they call. Maybe we can even, in some cases, we've done this at, uh, at a few sites, uh, solve the problem before they knew to call the help desk. Those are the real success stories that we're after so that we can have people be as productive and unaffected by friction as possible. We want more people in flow and more people not thinking about their IT on a daily basis. And I'd say to your point, uh, that, that drastic increase on being able to uh, measure and adapt has helped in the near term. It also likely is going to help in the long term in terms of investments, because now we know which pilots are having a larger impact than others. Uh, and this is driving our spend. And this is driving how we think about uh, the impact of some of these efforts. There's less guessing and more estimating now. Um, we've, we've talked a fair amount about the Pentagon pilots so far in this conversation. Let's talk about what we think that you have learned out of that is applicable to the broader Navy, because I think the Pentagon's pretty unique in, in terms of how transport is organized there, the, the various stakeholders that have a role in providing IT into the building. Not every Navy facility is exactly like that. So, so out of everything you learned from the Pentagon, how much of it is exportable to the rest of the shoreside and the fleet? So from a lessons learned perspective, starting generally, uh, we know that measuring twice uh, and uh, and applying, uh, learning by doing, and all of the process activities of triangulating this are very scalable. So what we did at the Pentagon early on was we started a playbook so that we could crowdsource this to other bases who were volunteering, who were leaning forward. The volunteer queue has grown and they have started in some cases proactively, in some cases they're begging, in some cases they're just starting. But uh, Damon Regan, the theme lead there, has done an awesome job of charging up the community, both the Navy and Marine Corps, for folks who want to lean forward on that. And uh, and where we can make this a, uh, a fishers of men or uh, a, a train the trainer, pass it along um, situation, we want to do that. Um, that's at the uh, process level. At the people level, um, there's, there's uh, more player coaches. Uh, if you can really um, speak translation and also reach down the stack and pull people in as you're doing it, um, the, the difference is the difference in knowledge work there is uh, it, it's exponential. And so we know that uh, uh, there's a there's a fervor of, uh, of a hungry person to get something done. And so we've applied our hungriest people, and that has led to pulling in other hungry people. We have uh, presidential innovation fellows who have now uh, started helping. Uh, we have volunteers from uh, different sites and uh, and from the tactical edge. And so one of the things that happened that we're pretty excited about was I was in San Diego last week working with uh, a CSO on a, uh, a carrier who said, hey, uh, some of the things that uh, PEO Digital in this case uh, was doing and some of the things that PEO C4I were doing, uh, they connect. So let's pilot together. Uh, let's pilot earlier and let's see where that has uh, earlier applications to impact the fleet at large. And so uh, as a result of that, we're seeing increases in uh, speed, uh, actual performance in the site, uh, as well as running through that process. Uh, those player coaches connecting to each other 
it's, it's making a big difference. I always say if, uh, if the world's getting smaller that uh, you're probably doing something right. And, uh, and the number of connected um, bias towards action folks who are on this right now uh, is blowing my mind. Uh, there's um, Alice in the Wonderland. Uh, was it looking through the through the looking, through glass, the looking glass? Yeah, right. And it's uh, here. You see, it takes uh, all the running you can do to keep in the same place. If you want to go somewhere else, you must run at least twice as fast. And so we have people who are willing to run twice as fast for a, a surge, and it's making all the difference in the world. I, I don't know how much of this is knowable, but right now, but but. Uh, maybe you could give us a sense for how much of the Navy is actually covered by these improvement efforts right now. How, how, how much of the population is actually seeing things get better? And as of now, are there any barriers to really deploying the solutions that you've come up with so far outside of a pilot basis and, and putting them into, I don't know if production is the right word, but making them the way the, Na- the Navy does business every day? I've talked a lot about speed. We want to be, you brought up security. Um, There's also the aspect of maturity. And so we do want to push, but we don't want to make people um, so uncomfortable that we're giving them immature solutions. So we've broken this into uh, four different horizons. And so stop me if this gets wonky, but um, we're doing more piloting. We call that horizon two. that piloting and the partnerships in horizon three, so it's left to right, three, two, one, zero, um, that pipeline uh, has allowed us to uh, learn by doing without making the, uh, the actual end users uncomfortable. So it gives them a chance to work, it gives them a chance to experience and give feedback uh, without putting anyone at risk. And when things are mature, now not uh, for business IT, we're not talking about 99 or 100% mature. Uh, we're still learning by doing, but, but when something is mature enough that it's moving to production. So there are some cases where uh, the solutions that we're talking about are uh, out to 10% of our users. There are some where we're trying for home runs and those are out to less than 1%, but we're really excited about where they're going and where we're uh, experimenting in terms of different use cases. And then there's the, the measurement uh, and some others that uh, has now affected over 50%. Um, the, uh, specifically, uh, those endpoint licenses, I mentioned 6% total, but that's every single um, site and base uh, uh, command is, uh, is represented under those. So we have significantly more insights. So I'd say uh, the answer to your question is somewhere between 100% and less than 1%, depending on the pilot. Uh, but our the way that these are coming together, learning from each other and scaling um, is moving at an acceleration of probably about 3x of where we were a year ago. Talking with Justin Finelli, the Department of the Navy's Acting Chief Technology Officer, about what the Navy's doing on the Fix Our Computers front around the world. We'll come back and talk more in just a minute on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This is On DoD. I'm Jared Sobel. Thanks for listening to Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This is on DOT. I'm Jared Serbu, and this week we're talking with Justin Finelli, the Department of the Navy's Chief Technology Officer, about some of the pilot projects the Navy's been engaged in to try to improve its users' IT experience. And, and Justin, let me try to take a slightly different tack on the on the question that we finished up the last segment. You know, three years from now, is is the average sailor out there in the fleet going to feel like they're having a better user experience than than they are today or than they were last year? 
we're, we're showing results month over month uh, of the differences in user experience. We outbrief every month um, the difference in experience. And, uh, and we are seeing um, incremental changes. And uh, I, I'd expect that in the next, well, before three years from now, certainly, and I can get a little bit more specific depending on what it is. Uh, if we're talking about uh, remediating bases, um, it, we're talking about uh, months or years. If we're talking about some bases that happen to need rewiring, certainly that's a different time frame. But uh, these, uh, the average sailors' uh, scores are going up in each of the five world-class alignment metric categories within the year. Yeah, let's actually pick up on that rewiring piece. And I'd, I'd like to try and get a little bit of a handle for, for how big a proportion of the challenge that represents for you and, and, and you know, really the level of effort that's going to be involved in ripping out some of this older transport technology at the, at the base and land level. Again, how, how, how big a piece of the puzzle is that to actually improving user experience and, and how much work is it going to take to, to rewire these bases with, with more modern technology? Yep. Uh, the, the endpoint certainly uh, more malleable and the, uh, the technology cycles on those shorter um, transport and below uh, longer. Uh, so uh, an interesting thing is uh, data really does drive this conversation. So you can have the abstract conversation we did when we studied engineering, but the reality of the matter is this. Um, for new construction, it's a no-brainer to use these new technologies. And we've piloted and we've gotten smarter on how to apply them on military bases in the last six months. And for sites that uh, would like rewiring, but they're seven years old, we're pretty confident that you can remediate that uh, either through uh, configuration or potentially some little hardware as opposed to rewiring. So 20 years plus um, site rewiring is, is something that's Part of a normal cycle. This is the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge of upgrades. You are always doing some upgrade everywhere, uh, but uh, that, that normal cycle and figuring out how to do that uh, differently and cheaper uh, has been one that we've learned on. So in this particular case, um, Naval Postgrad did a, a research project for us. We had students for the semester. Just uh, we kind of left them alone. They did their interviews, and after three months, they came back and said, uh, between meeting with vendors, other sites, and commercial industry, uh, who has done this themselves, so not the vendor side, but the users of the vendor side, um, they're they're seeing that uh, passive optical network is dropping the price. And so this is the case of uh, we have better windows, so our uh, air conditioning bill goes down to the point where you can amortize the cost for the windows. So we're looking at the tail and the viability of these solutions. In terms of the actual timeline, uh, we're showing how that can go faster. But I, I wouldn't say that the goal is to overhaul all transport by uh, any means. It's uh, it's hooking up to uh, the right solution for the right problem. And, and we're able to color that and then also work with the joint force. Uh, CDAO is doing some great work there. Uh, we're plugged into the JADC2 community and, uh, and that um, iterative learning across the hyperscalers them, us, and a couple other partners has shown us a lot. Um, on the endpoints, uh, I think we're probably going a little bit faster than even you would expect. Uh, 200,000 endpoints refreshed uh, this calendar, this fiscal year, uh, and, uh, and uh, continuing to push out those AVD, those NVD um, uh, components for, uh, for folks who need it, and, and those just blaze. 
Yeah, let's let's drill down on that a, a little bit. When when people are actually having a better, faster user experience, are they interacting with a virtual machine in most cases, or are they using locally installed ha- hardware on a hard client? Uh, where 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 exactly are those AVD devices or AVD instances playing in all this? Yeah, so uh, NVD uh, it works on uh, your uh, personal device. Um, so that's uh, that's a home computer. Uh, you can also do that on a, uh, a government furnished uh, equipment. Uh, but I think the answer to your question is um, yes to both. So uh, I, I am a user of both. And uh, and then we do a lot of A-B testing or get real, get better uh, in terms of take it and then improve it. And uh, the NVD uh, solution as well as the endpoints are uh, are both included whenever we talk about those order of magnitude shifts in performance. One, one thing that you guys have talked about before is where, you know, NMCI plays in all this. And I, and I think it's come up that for a lot of these use cases, as things move to flank speed and other uh, cloud hosting solutions, you don't necessarily need to connect to those through NMCI. You can bypass a, a lot of that and, and simplify your path to the public Internet. Is, is that playing a role here in terms of speeding things up and improving the user experience and, and what's kind of NMCI's role going forward as you, as you move a lot of things around here. So um, NGEN and, uh, and overall how this fits together, uh, OneNet, uh, the other enterprise networks, uh, Mixen, they're learning from the technology. So I guess to, to your point, number one, we want to simplify the path because that's part of the band land remediation. In terms of a one particular network or project, we're thinking pretty holistically. Uh, so I wouldn't think of this as uh, from NMCI to flank speed. This is a uh, simplify this and there are uh, existing enterprise and legacy and accepted networks and where we can use the higher performance, uh, flatter network, we are doing that and you'll see more of that. And uh, Operation Cattle Drive is something we've talked about in terms of rationalizing components or uh, projects or other things. Um, uh, We want to do that. We want to drive down costs where just like your security question, if there are things that are on top that are not adding to the bottom line, then uh, addition through subtraction of um, some particular uh, networks or projects, uh, we want to do that. In fact, uh, sometimes that scares people when they hear it, but it scares the folks who are um, our partners uh, a little bit less than, than I would expect. We're getting volunteers on that. We're saying, hey, uh, this is something that you could cattle drive or here's somewhere that you could save money in favor of an enterprise solution as long as that enterprise solution works significantly better than what I have today. And we're proving that and, and we'd like to roll that out as much as possible. Justin Finelli is the Acting Department of the Navy Chief Technology Officer, and he also wears a second hat as the Technical Director for the Program Executive Office for Digital and Enterprise Services. He's back with us for a few more minutes after one last break on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This is on DOD. I'm Jared Serving. Back on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This is on DOD. I'm Jared Serbu. And a few minutes left with Justin Finelli, the Acting Department of the Navy Chief Technology Officer, as we talk about some of the ongoing pilots the Navy's conducting to try to improve user experience around the world. I'd like to talk a bit about how industry partners are playing in all this. How are you getting access to, to some of the technology providers that are 
that are offering some solutions here. I understand a lot of it is fairly non-traditional. So there's uh, existing partners and new partners. Uh, the existing partners, they have the familiarity and um, they have uh, IRAD or um, internal research and development. And there's some uh, commercial off the shelf where their roadmap just uh, happens to align with what we're doing or we uh, move our goals to their roadmap and we've gotten smarter because of that. And then uh, on the more non-traditional path, we have some venture cap uh, backed projects that we've pulled in as pilots to light a fire. They've said, hey, we can do this uh, at better than DOD can, and even in a DOD environment. And so we've said, prove it. Um, in those cases and with DOD partnerships, we have basically doubled down on folks who can prove it. And we have uh, alignment metrics at a level above kind of those endpoint or agent or sensor data, but um, the outcome-driven metrics are, are WAMs that show, uh, are you making a huge difference for our warfighters? Are you moving the needle in a significant way? And sometimes that's coming from a different component in the stack than we'd expect. So I'd say that, uh, to your point, uh, the number of smalls uh, who have a, a real shot at this and uh, and the partnerships that are happening on the back end there, um, the, the idea of comparing and scaling the best solution um, is, is something that we've uh, been really encouraged about. And, uh, and DIU has helped with that. And again, uh, the Air Force has helped with that. CDAO has helped with that. But um, our, our traditional partners have um, stepped up and, uh, and are doing um, some really impressive work as well. Maybe you could give us a, a couple examples where, where innovation really matters here. And, and I bring that up because a lot of this is consumer commodity COTS technology here, right? I mean, it's it's commodity hardware using cloud solutions that that to some extent have been i'm sure replicated in private industry where's the real space for innovation in what you're doing yep. um so the the thing one of the things that makes um the military very unique uh is uh the the tactical side and the uh what we call ddil but uh intermittent and uh and disconnected um and limited um connectivity so difficulty in connectivity um, and scale are two of the biggest pieces of DOD's problems. There are several others, right? But um, as it relates to just the commodity piece, uh, we're pushing really hard on simplicity for that scale. So uh, I, I had uh, a student who went and worked for Twitter, uh, now X, uh, but this is years ago. And I said, um, it, it doesn't at times seem like your problem is that hard. Uh, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And he said, scale is one of the hardest things you can possibly work on. And so um, to this point where we can partner and team up, so for uh, SATCOM and for uh, PLEO, proliferated uh, low earth orbit, uh, by having just one configuration that can satisfy both a float and a shore or tactical and enterprise solutions, the tail on that by having one as opposed to a Burger King number of configurations really changes our speed to deploy. So sometimes innovation is simplicity. Sometimes innovation is elegance through um, subtraction. Uh, another case there is we talked about uh, earlier hyperconverged infrastructure stacks and, and how there's real potential to team and link up and partner. When we can be very homogeneous and satisfy a lot of um, problems with uh, just a couple solutions, 
uh, that really helps us to flatten the network and that really helps us with speed. Uh, so I, I'd say that the, um, those are a couple examples on where we can really red queen um, the uh, scale and the tactical aspects. And what's kind of the forum or forums for uh, uh, where you're gathering these innovators together to, you know, present your problems to them and have them offer solutions? Is there some particular OTA consortium or, or you know, for people who feel like they might have answers for you, how do they get in? Yeah, they're, they're figuring it out. So uh, something about grinders is they find a way. Um, so there are the traditional, you know, there are conferences. We do have uh, OTA consortium, uh, but uh, the, I, uh, I am uh, hesitant to mention LinkedIn because uh, I suspect everyone on here is getting uh, more messages than they used to. And that's sometimes uh, what uh, traction attracts. Uh, but in general, um, the, the thing that we've done differently uh, that has helped a lot to me is uh, by leveling the playing field and having those world-class alignment metrics, uh, it gets from um, boilerplate cookie cutter pitch to do you understand our mission outcomes and how you can affect those. And so uh, the, the question in terms of forums are, uh, we, we want to be where the innovators are, um, but uh, they're finding us on the way to the building uh, most of the time. So uh, we have not found that to be a, a huge problem. Uh, the number of non-traditionals uh, as well as our existing performers uh, is way up. Our, our industry visits are way up. and. Uh, and then the number of people who are offering to help uh, has been really cool. Um, the uh, the Phoenix Project is a, a kind of a cult classic. It's uh, Gene Kim, uh, one of the authors there, and uh, and Dr. Steve Spear uh, out of MIT had both reached out. Uh, they're putting together a book called Wiring for a Winning Organization, and uh, and some of the the. Um, social circuitry associated with that and the analogy to what we're doing is is really tight and so they've been helping us and we've been helping uh, them as well as others to just uh, allow this to be a place where the best ideas can flourish and uh, from a meritocracy perspective that's again resulting in outcomes and as we start to kind of run out of time here i want to make sure we talk a little bit about some of the the joint aspects to this because the other military departments obviously have the same scale challenge that the navy does Anything you're doing to make sure you pull in some of the good work that's happening in, in other areas of DOD into what you're doing and make sure that what you're doing plays nicely with other parts of the department where it needs to. One thousand percent. I was on uh, uh, an event. Well, I don't think we go many days at all uh, without uh, a, a joint meeting. And uh, as much as uh, it seems like it's a, a big DOD world to people who are on the outside looking in, um, the uh, closeness, the, uh, the connectivity, uh, the personal network, uh, and the responsiveness and uh, how fast good ideas travel uh, has been exceptional. So um, the, uh, the CXO uh, of the Air Force, Colt Whittle, is someone who uh, helped us start on second base uh, from a, a uh, performance management perspective and a customer experience perspective. Uh, we continue to go back and forth. And I think that's a one plus one equals three situation. Uh, the CDAO folks and the Advana folks and the Longbow folks uh, have helped us think about these things differently. Uh, the DOD CIO and some of the things that they're doing um, at the uh, at the overarching level uh, uh, for uh, connectivity are, are things that we can um, 
jump on each other's shoulders on and uh, and really partner. So I'd say that there's no shortage of that. And if we were trying to go it alone, um, then uh, then we'd be slower than we are right now. The difference has been uh, the number of folks who are hungry for change coming to the table, uh, being willing to lean forward, uh, working uh, hard when no one's looking, uh, and then uh, receiving uh, uh, outcomes in spades as a result of that. So um, if, if there are hungry people who uh, want to continue to, uh, to engage in this fight and, uh, and to tell their friends and, and bring them to the table, uh, we're looking for civil servants who want to make things happen. We're looking for uh, vendors and partners with a bias towards action. And, uh, and we are going to uh, go uh, hard until our warfighter is happy. And once again, that is Justin Finelli, the acting Department of the Navy Chief Technology Officer. If you missed any part of our discussion about what the Navy's been up to to try to improve user experience for sailors and civilians around the world, we'll post this week's entire episode, as always, at federalnewsnetwork.com slash on DOD. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. I'm Jared Serbit. So long. You've been listening to On DOD on Federal News Network. Tune in Wednesday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.